listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Welcome to Witch Beast Radio. It's now 2017, but we uh, still had a few things left to wrap up from the previous year. So this episode features three interviews that were conducted by Dwayne Larson in 2016 with members of touring punk bands. Dwayne talked to people from Face to Face, The Creep Show, and Pairs. And these are all phone interviews, so the quality is far from ideal, but we didn't want to let them fall by the wayside entirely. If you like what you hear, you can find more of Dwayne's work, uh, interviews with, lo- with local and touring bands, uh, especially photos of local and touring bands, and a lot more at the It's a Music Thing blog. If you like this podcast, please support it by visiting patreon.com witchpolice and pledging as little as a dollar a month. All money raised will go toward improving our website, updating our equipment, and other initiatives to just make us a better show. Hey, what's up? This is Trevor Keith from Face to Face, and you're listening to Witch Police Radio.
I am talking to Trevor from Face to Face. How's the, uh, I know it's pretty early in the tour, but uh, how's the tour going so far? Uh, well, we've only played two shows, and uh, they're kind of local uh, for us because they were both in Orange County, but they were both fun. Both went really well. Awesome. So you guys are kind of... We got our, our vehicle today, and uh, we're rolling out in the bus and uh, headed up the coast to Northern California for our third show. Nice. And then up there, you're just going like Portland, Seattle, and then all all the way across Canada. That's it. Just rather, you know, playing some shows along the way, but it's a more or less a Canadian tour, which is which is greatly appreciated because it seems like uh, a lot of bands when they say they're playing Canada, kind of just play, you know, Toronto, Vancouver, and and that's kind of it. So it's it's really nice to see when bands like you guys go. When you say you're doing Canada, you're really you're going from one end to the other. Yes, you know. sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you guys are playing November 3rd at the Pyramid, um, and on top of your the new album, Protection Out on Fat, today, actually, um, I'm lucky enough I get to talk to you, you guys have a new watch that was uh, released uh, through uh, Van and Watches. Yeah, pre-orders for that started today. And are you, are you guys kind of, uh, first, I guess, how did you decide, uh, how did the partnership between you, between you and Van and kind of come up? Um, I liked what he did, and I just reached out to him, and we, uh, I told him it was our 25th anniversary this year, and, um, we kind of got together and came up with a, a cool watch design to commemorate that. Were you, were you pretty hands-on with the, uh, like, the design artwork kind of stuff, or did you kind of... Yeah. Design? No, David and I worked really closely together on the design of the watch. He, he's really awesome, and he wants to include the artist on how the watches and stuff come out. He's very meticulous about the whole artwork process. So it was good working with them. Awesome. Yeah, they, they I was actually, a, I was a fan of the watches way back from when they did a, a Walking Dead watch. Okay. And uh, I was one of the people that waited until it was like one second after midnight on the pre-order and I, you know, entered my email address really quickly and got in on one of those pre-orders for the first half of those watches. So I was like, yeah, how cool. They're doing it for bands now. We should definitely do a face-to-face one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I really love what bands seem to be doing lately. Like, they're either um, – I, I like the, the new little <clears> – excuse me, the, the kind of die-cast push pins a lot of people seem to be coming out with. Um, bands kind of getting their own beer, be it a limited run or whatever. I think it's I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. So the new album, Protection, is the, uh, the first one out on fat in 20-some years. Um, when the idea came up uh, for recording the new album, did you guys have kind of fat in mind to to release this, or was it just kind of let's record this and see who who's interested in it? Uh, well, um, we had already written quite a few songs for the new album before I ever even reached out to fat. So um, the songwriting process started ahead of you know where we thought we may want to release the record. Um, and then once we had a bunch of songs together, we started talking to some different labels and, um, Fat Records was like the one that made the most sense because we were doing a record that kind of harkens back to the earliest days of the band and, and, uh, we jumped on this Fat Records 20th anniversary show that they were doing last year and I don't know, it just, it, it all kind of converged together and made sense that like, you know, Fat is this label that has been 
definitely have some staying power, been around for more than a quarter of a century, and, uh, you know, they know how to do punk rock. And I was like, we should just really be back here. And they, everybody was just so welcoming and so awesome there that it's just been a fantastic experience. Um, you said recently, I was doing some research, uh, research, and you said recently in the interview, and this is a quote, uh, when you get older, people view you in a certain way, but you don't always feel the, the way you're viewed. Um, how do you, got, how do you, I guess particularly, you can't really speak for the other guys, but how do you believe you are, are kind of viewed? I, I missed about half of that because we're oh, sorry. right now, and I think I went through a bad spot there. Can you repeat it? Yep. Uh, you said in a recent interview, and this is a quote, when you get older, people view you in a certain way, but you don't always feel the same, the, the way you're viewed. So I guess my question to you is how do you believe kind of you are viewed? I have no idea. I think that's different for different people, you know? Um, yeah. But I do know when I, I, what I was specifically referencing was um, when I was, you know, 20 and I looked at a guy who was my age now, 47, I pictured that person to be super, super old. And um, you get, you know, as you as you age, uh, you don't really feel as old as, <laughs> as, as uh, it, you may seem to other people. And uh, that's kind of specifically what I was referencing in that quote there. And it's interesting because, you know, you get some of the stuff that comes along with aging, the aches and pains or whatever stupid yeah. shit happens. You just can't make your body do what your your head wants it to do anymore. But, uh, you know, inside you still feel as young as you ever were. So it's just an interesting it's an interesting place to be. Yeah. And, and do you see that now when you kind of run into, like, younger fans, say they yeah, don't, yeah, don't I mean, have the story? Inside of that framework, yeah. Um, uh, what's the next one here? Oh, yeah. Uh, you're in a band, like you guys said, you're, or you had said you're, you're celebrating your 25th kind of anniversary as a band. Um, the more the more people seem to expect of you when you release new music or a new album, um, how do you think uh, protection stands up against all the kind of the, the face-to-face kind of back catalog? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, it's sort of a weird question. I mean, I I don't necessarily... We didn't make the record to try to stand up or compare to anything else. It's, we were just trying to make the music that was inside of us and um, that we were influenced to make. So I, that was probably a better question for fans of the band rather than the people who created the record. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Probably get a better answer from them. But I, I'm proud of the record. I think we did a... We worked really hard on it, and, um, you know, Bill Stevenson definitely pushed us to be uh, the best versions of ourselves that we could be, and, um, you know, I've, it's been, I don't know, several, we released the record, what, back in April, I believe, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, eight or nine months into this thing, I still enjoy listening to the record and the song, so I hope, I, I, you know, I have a feeling I'm going to feel the same way three, four, or five years from now, because it's a, it's a record that... I think is a, a very solid effort. You uh, mentioned Bill Stevenson. What what is it about kind of him and the Blasting Room that kind of keeps fans coming back there? 
uh, probably just a really fun and, and cool environment they've created at that place. Um, we're not from the area, obviously, um, mm-hmm. in Southern California and elsewhere. So when we went up to record the record, we actually stayed at the studio, and um, it's very like you know punk rock summer camp kind of vibe there. And, and uh, but everybody's the whole staff. I mean, aside from Bill and Jason, who are the people that run the place, um, all the people they hired and the whole staff and just the general environment of the of the studio is just a really really good supportive and fun kind of place to be. So. It was enjoyable to be there the entire time, and, you know, there was never a moment where any of us wished we could leave and go home or anything. Yeah. It was a, it was a good, creative time there, and, uh, you know, for me, I've been a fan of the Descendants for a really long time, and they're, they still remain one of my favorite punk rock bands, so it was, I loved being able to get inside of the head and hear some of the ideas from Bill, who's created some of my favorite vocal melodies and punk rock songs and stuff, you know. So it was fun to work with him and kind of get his take on melody and background vocals and, you know, different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I love a lot of the work that, that seems to come out of that studio, and, um, yeah, it, it, it's incredible just to see it keep happening, which is awesome. Um, up here in Canada, we've definitely had a, a bit of a surge of, like, kind of the fat uh, epitaph kind of classic, not classic, but kind of the, the older school bands coming through. Like, within the last year and a half, we've had good good riddance strung out. The Mad Caddies, Millen Cullen is just here. Um, no Effects is coming up here. Chick Stigget is coming up here very soon. And all these shows seem to uh, seem to sell up. Do you think it's, it's just kind of showing that, you know, uh, People like people like me, the thirty plus crowd, is just really hungry and excited to see some of our favorite bands that we we haven't seen in a really long time again. Yeah, definitely seems that way, um, and uh, we're happy for it. Yeah, <laughs> we're, no doubt. No, we haven't no. actually played in Winnipeg for for quite a while. I don't I don't know if I remember the last time we played. There's been at least several years. So looking forward to coming back. We've never played this venue that we're playing this time, so that should be interesting. But um, I, I really like visiting Winnipeg, so I'm looking forward to coming back, both as a traveler and as a, a musician to play a show. Yeah, it should, it should be a good show from what from what I understand. It's sold out in just under an hour. So it'll... it'll well, they it'll should be- put it in a bigger place then. <laughs> <laughs> But that's, I mean, that's one of the, one of the joys of seeing one of your favorite bands in kind of, you know, if, if in the, the smaller venue. And if you sit on getting tickets, well, I guess you just have to wait for next time. Right. Wow. Um, you're, with, with your show coming up here and kind of like your, you know, you guys have a, a new, obviously a new album to promote in protection. Um, what can we expect uh, during the show? Is it going to be a kind of a, a decent mix of like, Kind of the old classic stuff mixed in with some of the, some of the the new stuff in protection. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, we we don't rely too heavily on the new album, um, so we we you know there's, there's plenty of new songs in there, but there's still a very wide variety and a little sampling of most all of our other records. 
Um, what's uh, what's coming up for you guys after after this kind of run across Canada and you guys end in Detroit on November thirteenth? We have a New Year's Eve show in Phoenix this year, and uh, then after that, we're looking at putting some stuff together for early spring, uh, early early you know spring and spring, uh, possibly some U.S. dates. Um, we haven't really done a whole lot of work in the States for uh, touring work for our new record yet, so we're trying to uh, put a more extensive U.S. tour together in support of protection. Awesome. Uh, well, I want to just uh, thank you for, uh, for spending the time with me and answering my questions. Fourth at the Pyramid and uh, the, at, with, with Brutal Youth. Uh, 
tour starts on Friday. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. Friday. Um, how how stoked you guys to uh, get back on the road and go across Canada again? We're super stoked, man. It's been a while. Um, how long has it been? Uh, I, I was I was just trying to think about that the other day, and I and I couldn't remember. It's been well, it's, well, it's been too long. <laughs> yeah, it's been at least a year or so. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're pretty stoked. Um, yeah, it's been a while. We're uh, we're getting out of town for a bit. I saw this summer you guys did, um, like you were doing some, some festival stuff over in Europe. You guys played um, probably, I think, one of the best and biggest um, kind of festivals going on in Canada here right now, the Amnesia Rock Fest. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. For people that haven't had a chance to check it out or be there, um, how would you kind of describe the vibe at, uh, at, at Rock Fest? Green sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's insanity. There's so much, it's this little cottage town by the lake, Montebello it's called, and, uh, I'm, I'm sure the rest of the year it's really peaceful and quiet, but this weekend is complete insanity. Everyone's camping out, just a massive party, everyone's running around going crazy all night, and, uh, so many good bands, like, every time they release the lineup, it's like, Everyone loses their mind, and um, yeah, I, I went. I went one year just to go to the festival, and it was awesome. And then luckily we got on it. Yeah, those and, guys uh, do, they do a really great job of spanning kind of every genre, from like metal to hip hop to punk to rockabilly to just everything. Kind of you know everything you want to see is kind of all there yeah, in every weekend. It was a huge mix of everything, yeah. and like all the best shit from every genre. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I I I hate. I hate outdoor festivals, and I had a blast uh, while I was there. Like the whole, uh, like everyone who was running the festival, from like the, like the, like like even just the people selling beer to the people who were responsible for for sound or, or for taking care of the band, they were all amazing. Um, th- this one's for you. So I'm not sure if uh, if you like um, hockey or not, but Sean, this is uh, I have to kind of send my condolences out to you. Apparently, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I, just, I just have to say, I wasn't at the game, but apparently, rumor has it on the streets of Winnipeg that the Leafs were winning 4 1 yesterday and pretty much shit the bed and ended up losing 5 4. Yeah, it was 4 nothing, and we four lost. Nothing. Yeah, it was. Hey, it was 4 nothing, and I actually did another interview in Winnipeg. <laughs> and. This, yeah, during the game, and I left my house, and I was doing the interview. And the guy was like, like, oh, you guys are killing us right now. And I was like, uh, it's 4-3 now. After like two minutes leaving my house. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was doing some work at my, uh, at my shop and my phone just kept going off with more goals from Winnipeg. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> but you know, we're pretty, pretty used to that kind of thing. So yeah, that wasn't that's, that's standard standard. I saw, uh, one of, uh, well, we'll call him Winnipeg's premier musicians. Was at the, was at the game. Uh, um, Chris Hanna from Propaganda was there. And oh, nice. oh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm sure he he felt as much pain as you did because he is a he is a pretty big Leaf supporter. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I think I saw on his Instagram he posted something when Ostomaski scored those four goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Um, you guys have had uh, three singers in the band, and this is, yep. um, you've had Jen Hellcat, Sarah Sin, and now uh, Kendra Twisted, or Kenda Twisted. Um, yeah. What I'm kind of interested in is, how do you, like, who, who comes up with the, the quote-unquote, like, kind of middle name? 
Well, it's funny because... That was all you, wasn't it? We have no idea where the Kenda was here. Yeah, the, like, the Twisted just came off of Wikipedia. We were just oh, on yeah. Wikipedia. That's, someone was like, oh, it's on your Wikipedia page. And, uh, and it was like, Twisted? What? That, that, that came from someone on Wikipedia. Yeah, and then our drummer's name was, middle name was Blood, and we never, we've never heard that either. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Ginty's name was Paul or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, someone put my name as Paul McGinty for a bit. I'm like, who the hell is Paul? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we don't call her. Yeah. We don't even call her that. That's just on her Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, I think that I think I think I'll, I'll like I'll, like I'll call her that if, I, if I'm calling her up or or something. But that is just this kind of a joke. But I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad nickname. There are, there are many more nicknames to have. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, you guys are. You're, how how is the uh, sorry? How is the new material kind of been coming? Do we expect a uh, a clip show, a new new record anytime? Yeah, we're uh, we're well. Can we say like we're yeah, like, yeah, we're yeah. Uh, we're in the studio for January. So we're so we're gonna stay, stay warm by uh, like crank out tunes in, in January. And uh, and so hopefully we'll be out in the late spring. Early uh, spring. Yeah, April May ish. Uh, uh, breakfast again? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Till we die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm okay. just saying, I'm just saying. I said, or till they die, whichever one comes. That's true. I mean, they've been around <laughs> long enough. Maybe, maybe they'll all let you guys. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Um, with, that, with everybody kind of being in kind of different corners of, um, you know, Canada and the world, um, how do you guys actually, like, get to kind of piece all together or get to writing? Uh, it's a beautiful thing called the interweb. Yeah. Thank you. You can thank Al Gore for that. Thank you, Al Gore. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been surprisingly easy. Yeah, we just kind of, you know, we all have sort of a, some way of recording at least ideas of songs, and we just email them to each other, and throw in our ideas, and email them back, and then eventually we get in the room together and hash them out. Nice. Um, and I also saw that you, you guys are going to be featured in um, a graphic novel, or as I like to call them, and probably catch help for a comic. Um, <laughs> how, how did uh, like how did you guys get approached to be? Because I mean the creature would be I, I, not that you guys are characters, but I could easily see you guys you know your personas getting kind of changed into characters very easily. Oh well, thank you. I think for <laughs> um, real characters. Yeah, these dudes from uh, Chicago. Uh, they're from a company called Source Point Press. <laughs> and they uh, they come to our shows all the time in that area, and uh, I don't know, they just approached us one day about it, um, and asked if we'd be into the idea, and we're like, oh, of course, that would be rad as hell, because we always talk about doing something like that, but, um, yeah, and then uh, I guess they started talking to a guy at stop about it, and we were sending ideas back and forth, and then they sent the story, which I actually didn't read, but Gindy did, so maybe he can talk about what it's about, because I have no idea. And I, I, I feel I can't talk about the story, because that, that we did the ending, and this is a no-spoiler interview. 
Yep, yeah, no, nope, for sure. It's like what? It's like sci-fi. Well, it's 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 a touch of sci-fi, a touch of fantasy, and uh, I I believe I can say that there are Norse gods involved. Oh, so that that'll that that will definitely definitely be interesting then. Yeah, as well as an old school comic book reader, it was like as soon as they approached us, I was very excited. And then, uh, and, and I saw our character designs, and they're, they're incredible. I, I was about to ask if you guys had, uh, or if you had a chance to see, like, the, the character designs and, like, the, the illustrations yet. Yeah, well, they, because they had to send, uh, some to us, like, like, to approve them, and as soon as I saw them, like, nope, no bomb, that looked amazing. Nice. Um, so you guys are going from, um, from, uh, where is this, uh, Villa Marie, Quebec? All the way to a couple nights in County Ship and Anchor. Right. Um, yeah. Do you find it kind of, I mean, difficult to tour Canada, especially in the, like the later fall? Because I mean, weather here can be can turn on a dime. We actually we we uh, did this run in October because we we're like, oh, we won't hit any snow, and then. I was watching the news a couple of weeks ago and found that it was already snowing in Alberta. Yeah. So, kind of shit the bed on that one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the snow, we we try to not tour Canada from November to March because it gets pretty insane out. But, uh, yeah, uh, sometimes you have no choice. Like, I think... We're coming back through some parts of Canada in February, and we're driving straight through all the mountains and everything in the winter, so. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've done it, and sometimes it's no problem. Sometimes you think you're going to die. Or, <laughs> uh, like, you know, a four-hour drive turns into a 12-hour drive. But, uh, you know, it's part of being a Canadian, I guess. Yeah. 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 You sort of get used to it too, and, and like, and get toughened up by it. Um, I, I, I took a smooth drive, and and it was it was pretty it was it was pretty much smooth sailing, and then uh and then I let the gas take over for the drive, and I went right to sleep, and apparently it was the worst of like one of the worst drives he's ever had in life, and I looked at the entire thing. <laughs> do you do you guys does everybody in the 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 band drive and kind of a. In the band, or, yeah, in the band drive, and kind of a follow-up question is, who, in each of your opinions, is the best and the worst driver? Oh wow! Um, uh, it's maybe just McDowell not a drive. Like we 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 drive the like the larger chunks, yeah. and then usually and then usually Kendo will will you know like take over just just like just uh just to go from say like the venue to the hotel. Hotel. She doesn't drink. Yeah, she doesn't drink, so she's she's our she's our DD. And uh, I would have to say that now the, the better driver, uh, especially especially in town driving, because in town driving freaks me a little bit. Um, depending on what city we're in and how good their drivers are. Um, but as long as the as the roads long and open, I'm I'm I'm, I'm a I'm a good overnight driver. Yeah, I can be the pro at or you know. Let's say we're, I don't know, playing in Denver, Colorado, and then the next day we're in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's like 15 hours to get there. 
we'll all go to sleep in the van. We leave Denver and wake up there, pretty much. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the overnight king. Um, something I've been seeing a lot lately is um, different bands kind of getting their own beers, whether they be like kind of one-off kind of craft beers or anything like that. If, if, the, yeah. creature, if the creature were to have a beer, what what would you name it? Would name it? Yeah, well, uh, would you be like the Creepshow or, I, I, I'm just fascinated because I thought Chick Diggit had it and they didn't, it was just called Chick Diggit when they could have done a lot, kind of like more play on some of their songs or whatever. Yeah, I think I think we call ours Beerly Departed. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, because we have a song called Dearly Departed. Yeah. Well, you yep. push the deer with beer and the, the beer just names itself. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you guys are uh, working on new stuff. It'll be hopefully coming out next kind of spring, late summer, or early summer kind of thing. Uh, what, what do you guys have planned after this kind of Canadian tour? Uh, we got some weekend shows, just like, you know, Ottawa, um, I think some Quebec stuff, and the Toronto show with the Plant Smashers. Then in February, we go out in the U.S., with Sham 69, um, the West Coast, and I don't think the dates are announced yet, but they will be soon. Um, and then we're going back to Europe in April, May-ish time. It's festivals and a, I think a co-headlining tour or something like that. Hopefully to promote the new record. And, uh, European festivals in August. That's pretty much all we got coming down the pipe. Awesome. So, so no real downtime then. Never. <laughs> so uh, I just want to remind everyone to uh, come to the pyramid on October 24th to check out pre-show with Real You. And uh, any any parting words for us? Uh. No. Go Jets. <laughs> Go Jets. <laughs> That Patrick line is looking pretty good, let's say. Yeah, so so far so good. I mean, no complaints over here, I guess. Yeah. I love Ovechkin Jr. <laughs> I love I love watching hockey, but I don't follow like I don't follow the HL. I'm not specifically a Leafs fan. I'm not you know I'm, I'm not a fan of any one team. I just love watching hockey, and knowing that hockey that HL hockey is back in Winnipeg was probably like. What excited me most about the HL in years, which is knowing that like a good, got a good team back again. Yeah, or, it was, yeah, it was great. I mean, them getting back here is still relatively difficult to get tickets, but I guess because I'm the same as you, I'm not a huge fan. I just like seeing it back here and bringing kind of money and just people into the city. Yeah, now we just got to get the Nordiques back, and we're all set. Yeah. yeah. That would be amazing. I would have much rather see that go to Quebec than to uh, to Vegas, where they're going to be going next. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if if Hamilton, Ontario, ever gets an NHL team, I I, I will buy season tickets. I, I will be, I will be I will be there in every game. And, and now we've got that on tape, so now now that has to happen. <laughs> exactly. You, you can you can hold me to that. I, I definitely will. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks for. Uh, taking the time to talk to you guys. Thank you, man.
And we will see you uh, October 24th. Yeah, Pyramid. Yep, thanks, guys. Are you guys uh, currently, like, just on break or anything, or are you still on tour right now? We're, we're on break right now. Uh, we've been uh, taking it easy. We got home, I think, like, mid-September uh, or early September or something. I don't know. We played, like, a few. We played a weekender, but other than that, we've been on break. I even uh, traveled for pleasure for a week <laughs> instead of, yeah, for tour. Yeah, it was no great. Way. That, that doesn't happen, yeah. does it? No, I, had, I hadn't actually done that in years. Where did you Where did you go for a week? Oh, I just went to Chicago and hung out with friends. Nice, awesome. Well, um, speaking of tour, you guys, uh, you, you're you're about to kick it back off again. I guess everything kind of gets uh, gets going at the fest uh, October 28th through 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're you know we're lucky being like a Gulf Coast band that like you know we don't have to tour too fast. Uh, which I feel like that's gotta be difficult when like every, every punk band ever decides to tour to Florida and then you're like one of those, you're like, holy shit, 
lots of uh, lots of bands are already doing this. Uh, yeah, there's uh, one of one of the hometown bands here. Where, uh, I'm from Winnipeg, so I know uh, Propaganda is making the the drive down to Denver, and then I think I don't know if they're driving or flying, but they they are going to be playing the fest as well this uh, this coming few weekends. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, like, every city is, like, every night there's, like, two or three conflicting shows uh, coming up to us. It's just crazy. So, I, I, like, we're lucky in that, like, you know, come fest, we just hop right over. We don't have to do anything on the way. And then uh, after fest, you guys uh, hop on the road with Useless ID and Mel Effects kind of coming through yeah. Canada and then back down to uh, to Dallas, I think it takes you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be crazy because we're going to play fest, and then we have to, like, diagonally cross the country in, like, three days. Yeah. Um, you know, because the fest in Gainesville and that tour with Useless Idea and No Effect starts in uh, Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be nuts. But, uh, yeah, I'm stoked about the tour. It's going to be great. Um, with you guys being such, like, because, like, 2016 with you guys isn't crazy. It's just it seems like, Everything I see, yeah. it's like tears that tears that you guys are over here, over there. Um, when when you're on the road as much as you guys are, what what do you like to do when you're like you said now when you when you have time off for a little bit? Like obviously you said you travel to Chicago to see some friends, but is there anything else you like to kind of catch up on? Um, I don't know. I, you know, being home is weird. You know, I always I've been relating it to like. You know the really sad scene in uh in the Shawshank Redemption with the guy finally gets out of prison and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Yeah. <laughs> and he like walks to the grocery store, but then ultimately he hangs himself in his room because he's just like I have no idea what to do with myself now that I'm out of prison. That's kind of what it's like James on right now. But, but you know, but it's it's not you know obviously it's not that bad, but. It's just, yeah, there is, like, an element of, like, I don't know what to do with my time because, like, we're gone too often for most of us to have jobs. So, like, I don't have a job. I just kind of, like, I don't know, figure out what to do. I like to catch up with some friends. And, uh, and I mean, right now I've been working on uh, more solo material and starting to think about more Paris material. Yeah. Funny you bring that up because that's, uh, that's uh, a great way to talk about what, you, um, what you're doing. You, you just released through... Um, I guess a physical copy through Fat Records, the and Week uh, Records. You just released your yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. The the physical comes out November 11th. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it on the road. Um, but uh, I'm not sure about the you know, logistics of that yet. But uh, yeah, so I've got the physical coming up. Uh, I'm going to uh, record all my solo material in December. Um, and uh, yeah, and then uh, next year, like I, I'm. Almost, I'm just about ready to start working on more pair stuff. Nice. Um, how, how did the whole, because I, I know there's been a few guys that have gone through the uh, the one-week record thing. How did that whole kind of kind of thing come up? I mean, obviously, uh, you guys in Lagwagon are, like, label mates on that, but how did, uh, sure. did Joey approach you? Did you approach him? Um, they, you know, uh, that was kind of like a mutual thing. I had played a, uh, I had played a solo show with, Chris Cresswell and uh, Brian Wallstrom once when they came through uh, New Orleans. And uh, I guess they had, you know, told Joey, like, oh, we played with the guy from Paris, and his songs are really cool. And then I also, like, was just interested in doing one of those records, you know. I mean, like, if you have the opportunity or you can get the opportunity to go record and work on music with Joey Cave, I mean, 
you know, you do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's not something you say no to. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of tracked down his uh, his phone number uh, and like hit him up, and he was you know kind of like actually yeah I wanted to talk to you about this, and, and so I don't know yeah we we just got together uh, after uh, it was after repairs and wagon and toured together, so we talked uh, a little bit about it on the tour. And then early this year, I went over there and, and recorded some stuff and uh, worked on it with him. And it was an incredible experience. Super, super rad. I mean, he's just, he's, he's amazing at what he does. You know, he's a vet. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had the chance to, uh, I'm, I'm also a photographer, and I've had the chance to actually, he sat for uh, a portrait session with me. Um, because the, uh, what, what kind of gets me, because it's a, it's a project I'm working on, and I had done uh, Tony Sly's portrait, and it's actually the portrait that got put on the um, the tribute album. So, oh wow, cool! So I think it was I think that was kind of why he he sat for the the portrait with me. But he's a super nice guy and super personable. So I imagine working with him, it's kind of just more of the same yeah. thing. Yeah, he's he's I mean he's just super friendly, super, I mean, he's just this all-around nice guy. Amazing to hang out with and even better to work with, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All good things. Um, uh, we're going to talk about Harry's uh, here a little bit. Um, uh, I've read a few quotes, as you said, on uh, on Go to Prison. You said a lot of lyrics were about uh, kind of cleaning up and being sober or sobriety. And on Green Star, you went deeper yet, and you said uh, a lot of lyrics dealt with the death, were with death. Um, and I guess it's uh, kind of a two-parter. Um, is is uh, sobriety, sobriety, if I could speak, that would be amazing. If sobriety is still is that still a challenge for you? And on your 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 solo album, what what kind of pushed you? Like what lyrically pushed you behind uh, those songs? Um, well, sobri- one could say that sobriety is a challenge for me. I'm no longer sober. I blew it. I mean, like, Green Star was, like, a good, I mean, like, Green Star actually pretty well, like, captured, like, a spiral out. Uh, that's, that's, that's basically what that record is. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, the, uh, solo record was just, uh, I don't know, you know, it's almost like because the writing period for those three records, uh, were so, I don't know, they, they, they weren't really all that close together, but the time between each one was just with, you know, full of touring. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, uh, it's not like I had moments to like move on to like different thoughts. I almost like think of the, the whole thing as like, all three of those are just like continuations of like the last thing, just because there wasn't enough time in between, like downtime for new angles to happen. Yeah, uh, and... No, no, sorry, no. I was going to say, and, no, you're, I mean, and you said you, you started to kind of work or you're, you're, you're kind of working on, on new pair stuff now. I'm starting, yeah, I'm starting to have, like, I'm starting to really be able to put together what kind of, like, record, uh, like, thematically I want it to be. Uh, you know, I mean, like, Go to Prison was, was sort of, like, just, like, yeah, about cleaning up and, and about, I don't know, I guess the, the, the title of the record in and of itself is like a reference to birth and just feeling like trapped in your own head uh, from, you know, the very beginning of your life and so on. And then Green Star is kind of this, like, uh, this panic record, I guess, about, like, 
you know, what kind of person am I going to be? And, 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 you know, I'm ultimately I'm going to die and everything is, you know, awful. Or, well, there's, there's a lot of that going on. I mean, it's, this, you know, it's convoluted and complex mm-hmm. and it's tough too. It's, it's psycho battle. So like, I, you yeah. know, I don't need to make some sense. But the, uh, the third one, I kind of, I kind of want to raise a more uplifting record than I have been for the last couple of years. Uh, so I guess like the fact that the, the theme now would kind of be like, you know, everything is what it is, but that's okay. Like, yeah, maybe that's all right. Maybe, yeah, that's the idea. Um, is that something you always do going into, like, writing writing a record? Cause, I mean, like, you, we, we've got the Paris albums, we've got the solo. Um, you also have, uh, you're part of another band called Little Bags. Um, mm-hmm. When you go in writing lyrically, do you always kind of think in themes, or is that, is, is that kind of your process, I guess, to call it that? I, I think so. I mean, like, you know, it's it's not as... It's not as concrete as, like, when I describe it that way. I suppose, mm-hmm. like, it's really, like, when I approach, start to approach writing a, a handful of material, it's like I, I want to figure out exactly where my headspace is. So, like, it, it's not as concrete and plain as I am speaking about it now because a lot of the, you know, I mean, like, I guess art is interesting because emotions are difficult to describe, and so even yeah. talking about it is difficult to talk about. But on a basic, you know, level, there's like a headspace that I find, and like it's you know uh, a general feeling is complex. But uh, yeah, I find the headspace, and then I and then I work. I start working. Nice. Yeah, I'm quite interested to see how how particularly the the guys that write the lyrics how they kind of get into, like, their headspace or, you know, what, what um, if you're happy and you write better, if you're sad and you write better. So, yes, yeah, to me, it's always uh, it's always interesting to see kind of the different people's processes for writing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've always, I've always kind of been, like, the believer in, like, you, you have to, like, put things in the machine to get things out of the machine. So, like, when I'm about to start writing, I, like, I try to uh, – I try to find, like, any sort of, like, uh, art of any medium that kind of, like, matches what, that makes me feel the way that I want my record to feel, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, with, uh, with Go to Prison and with the, uh, the Little Bags record, there was a lot of stop motion, like, uh, short films that I was watching by, uh, God, man, I can't remember his name right now, but he did the, uh, <clears throat> oh, uh, no, I can't remember. But he did, he did, he did the, um, the Alice, uh, film, the, like, really sort of, like, dark interpretation of Alice in Wonderland. Oh, it was okay. like an 80s movie, but it, it was, there was a lot of stop motion, and it just, it felt the way that I wanted some of that stuff to feel. But as an example, I try to find, like, movies or music or, like, even just, not just any sort of art that kind of captures what I want to capture in what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know if it was last night, or maybe it was a few nights ago. Um, I don't know if you watched this at all. I didn't, but it was the, uh, for you guys, it was the final kind of presidential debate election thing going on down there. Um, do you I watch, did that? watch that? Do you, do you, do you, do you try to stay kind of, kind of up on all that stuff? Um, it, not really. I mean, because especially with one as dismal as this, and I mean, the fact that I'm constantly on the road, like, I'm not really doing a lot of, uh, 
current events reading. So I'll fall behind, and then I'll see something that is just really a bummer, and then I'll be like, oh, God, and then kind of disappear back into the van until yeah. the next time I see something and have to go, oh, God. Um, I guess uh, have, uh, I guess a lot of things are coming out now about the uh, the Fat Wreck documentary. Have you have you had a chance to to see that? And have you like were you guys asked to contribute to that or anything? We were asked to contribute. From what I heard, I think Brian shows up in it, but I, I didn't make the cut. But uh, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, how is it? Uh, it's, it's it's really good. We did a we did a screening here. Um, what was that? Maybe a month or so ago, and it was it was really interesting. It's it's really great to see kind of some of the uh, the old schooler or older school bands kind of talk about you know how the early days were, and then you know some of the new guys like you and um, uh, the Flatliners like Chris Cresswell was in there to talk about kind of the if you want to call it the you know the Saved by the Bell new class kind of thing coming in yeah. and kind of keeping keeping the the flame alive. So yeah, it was it was really good. Awesome. Um, uh, the, the last time you guys were up here, I, I, oh God, I wanted to see the show so bad, but I missed it. But you were touring through with uh, with Volume Four. How did oh, you sure, get, yeah. Was that your first time up in Winnipeg? I mean, honestly, the, the, the way the last two years have been, I couldn't tell you. I have no <laughs> idea how many times I've been to what cities. Uh, but uh, that whole tour was really fun. Those, those are some great guys. Yeah, I, I I think I had a different gig. I had something going on that night, and when I saw you guys were opening, I'm not I'm not too much into that. It's really phenomenal things about you guys, and I was like, I was super bummed I couldn't make it out there. But hopefully, well, actually, um, I got to miss this show too, which really kind of bums me out because on the oh, side, yeah. don't feel too bad for me. I'm going to be in Hawaii, so. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, have a good time. Um, I mean, going to Hawaii is going to beat the hell out of one punk show. Well, that's true, but there's two good punk shows on the same night you guys are playing. Um, uh, who else is playing the, the, the night we're playing? Well. Um, in just kind of down the street from where you guys are playing at the Burt on November 11th uh, is Chick Diggett. Oh, not really. So, so I would I would highly recommend. I mean, I'm sure you're going to hear about it, and you'll probably forget about it until you know the day of the show. But they're going to be playing a little bar called the Windsor, and it's by by little it's like you're cramming 200 people in that place. Hell yeah! Um, maybe I can bounce over and get some of that. I'd like to. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I, I'm thinking the the show at the Burt will like kind of end sooner than later, and then the the Windsor is kind of the kind of bar that you know fans go on about midnight or so, so I, I think you should be able to, to catch that unless you guys are rolling out the same night, but... I, I know we are. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that'll work. Well, that, that's perfect then. You get to uh, you get to go, you know, see two great bands and useless ID and no effects, and then pop down to the Windsor and see some chicks dig it. Hell yeah, man, that's awesome. Uh, I guess just wrapping up, what do you guys have um, coming up in the next uh, I guess this tour takes you to mid and mid November kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What's on um, after? I guess after that, the, the docket is kind of uh, it's kind of empty as for now. I know uh, we're going to take some more uh, time off. I mean, Tennis is going to take some more time off. I'm going to work on a couple of, of things, and uh, oh, we'll, we'll be back on the road uh, probably. Uh, 
a couple months down the line. Awesome. Uh, well, I want to I take the time to, uh, to thank you for taking the time to talk to me.